everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where two middle-aged men complain about the people that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you episode 31 entitled Eclectic Liabilities, because quite frankly, usually we have some kind of recurring theme with all the stories that we cover. There just wasn't one. I couldn't even... We, we sat here and racked our brains and tried to think of something that all these stories had in common, and there's absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Not, not a single one, man. Other than the fact it, that they're all social liabilities. There's right. That. And, there uh, is that. Yeah. And, you know, it, b- before the podcast started, we ended up looking like a couple of monkeys fucking a football because... We started it, you know, had put all that on social media. Hey, we're doing a live recording over on Raz's Twitch channel. Boom. And, and then right as we went to actually start, like hit the record button, uh, er, everything went to shit. So <laughs> I ended up having to rebuild our environment all over again. And uh, so we're starting a little bit late. And if you actually were in here for the original part when we went live, uh, I apologize. But here we are now. And if you're listening to the audio <laughs> version, just ignore all this shit because it doesn't matter to you anyway. It doesn't pertain. What are you giggling at? (laughs) You. (laughs) Every time, man. For context, I we Raz and I have known each other for fifteen years. All right, and Raz and I met each other while working in a prison. So life on the life on the installment plan, folks. So when Raz gets frustrated, it. It is the evolution. Of, it's it's the evolution of anger, and you know when it happened this time, there was a there was a brief moment where where I was actually afraid, and then I realized I was like I can just sit back and actually like Discovery Channel Raz, <laughs> like I I can look at this and be like. Hmm. Now the only thing is, is that there's, there's never, you're never going to be a part of a scientific study. You will always be the anomaly, and and here's why. Oh, do tell, do people, tell you, son of a bitch. Go ahead. Uh, believe me, I'm getting there. The Professor Buck is about ready to do his PhD in Raz. All right. So most people, when they get angry, they they go through like you know, if you were to chart this on a graph, there'd be like an incline. You know, sometimes it's a sharp spike, damn near vertical, you know, whatever, whatever. But there's always a line representing from point A to point B. Whereas with Raz, this does not exist. He is stuck somewhere in in like his own universe. Because when Raz gets angry, it's everything is fine. Seas are sailing, seas are sailing, and then boom, you look out your window, and there's a hundred foot tidal wave, and you're like, where the fuck did this come from? It's just, Raz's whole persona just disappears from this part of the graph, and boom, right up here, like, there's not even a part where you can chart this. Raz becomes as unpredictable as a baboon. Fuck you, <laughs> asshole! No, he's like Batman with a chainsaw. You're like, fuck! You have no idea where to go. And if you're right there for it, you're just like collateral damage, collateral damage. If I die on the job, life insurance triples. I'm okay. But no, I'm I'm here in the comfort of my own home, watching you 
from like I feel like, <laughs> like this is what people on the ISS must feel like when they look at like look at the Earth from up in space. I'm like, yes. So it was very entertaining. Like I absolutely enjoyed you know, the, the comedic fuckaloo that was trying to get us to record today, and I just loved it. I'll probably laugh in my sleep later about it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was frustrating as shit, man. You have no idea. And, and, and you know what? We're not... We're, this, is a, this is a podcast not about technology, not about streaming. But as a streamer, I want to tell you this. OBS, OBS Studios, great software. Love it. Open source, even better. If anybody out there is working on OBS Studios, make it so that you can't delete a goddamn scene by accident. <laughs> goddamn. This isn't even the first fucking time it's happened. <laughs> My entire environment just up and freaking vanished. And there's not even an undo button, motherfucker. It's just boom, gone. <laughs> Fuck. I could live a thousand terrible lifetimes of a thousand terrible days. But as long as all of them involve seeing that whole thing unfold every time, I'll be okay with it. Fuck you. Let's get into this. <laughs> I want to get into this. All right. Baboon with a chainsaw. All right. First story. Reported by the Huffington Post, McDonald's selling Spam Burger topped with Oreo cookie crumbs in China. Does that sound the least bit appealing to you? No, but I would eat it. Uh, it's been reported by the Associated... i take a bite. Go ahead. If somebody gave it to me for free, I'd fucking eat it. That's all there is to it. Would I pay for it? No. Does well. it sound appealing? No. <laughs> the Associated Press out of Beijing. Uh, McDonald's is selling a sandwich made of Spam topped with crusted Oreo cookies Monday in China in an attention-grabbing move that is raising eyebrows. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Grand brands from restaurants to automakers sometimes roll out offbeat products to appeal to Chinese taste in the populous and intensely competitive market. Ah... Uh... I'm not sure you're appealing to anybody's taste in that, my friend. <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong in that camp. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because last week we talked about uh, me me going to the night market in Beijing, and on our way to the night market, I actually went to a McDonald's, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 almost exactly the same. It really is. It's almost exactly the same as you'd exp as it is here. Uh, with the one exception is they have fried chicken on the menu also. And it is horrible. The fried chicken is atrocious. <laughs> Don't get the fried chicken. Uh, I thought it was... All right, that's... Uh, that, just, just highlighting that. Tips for your traveling across the globe. If you go to Latin America, do not drink the water. And if you are in Asia, do not eat fried chicken from McDonald's. Correct. Okay. I thought it was delicious, said a comment signed Feifei Mao, enthusiast of the Sinwaibo micro, uh, micro blog service. I say the goddamn Chinese name right, but I can't say micro blog service. God dang it. Uh, is that because I love McDonald's too deeply? Or is it something wrong with my taste? Uh, yes. Yes to both. Uh, 
<laughs> the sandwich is made of two slices of Spam, a product of Hormel Foods, LLC, and uh, Mondelez International's Oreo cookies topped with mayonnaise. Oh, I just want to... I think I might throw up my mouth a little bit. Uh, McDonald's Corporation says the sandwich was part of a series of members-only promotions to be released on Mondays in China. There is no... Huh. <laughs> there is no need to release unnecessary products, said a comment left on the company's microblog account. It received more than 2,000 likes. McDonald's says it plans to sell more than 400,000 of the lunch meat burgers. It wasn't clear how many have been sold or how many people have flooded social media with scathing comments that I've eaten one. When you hate someone but have to invite them to dinner, you can ask him to eat McDonald's Oreo lunch meat burgers in a separate comment. <laughs> I'm going to amend my previous remark. If you gave that to me for free, I'd throw it away and not fucking hit you. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I like okay. It's got I like spam. Uh, members members only club. Members member that ain't club. <laughs> you will not see my name on that roster. And two thousand likes. Man, China controls everything that they're they got two thousand people at gunpoint and said, You better. That's Oh no no no. It's two thousand <laughs> likes for why would you create something that nobody wants? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> the only reason there's 2,000 is because it's the people that weren't at gunpoint saying you better not. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, first and foremost, I like spam. I like spam a lot, actually. Uh, and love spam. I love spam. It's a great product. Um, I, I actually make a, a, a nice spam and rice stir fry about once every other week. Um, spam's great. Oreos. God, I love Oreos. Oreos and a glass of milk. I'm a happy dude. Um, mayonnaise? I, I like mayonnaise. I mean, I put it on my burgers. I know you don't. Lord knows you don't. But oh, no. I cannot imagine a world where I'd think to myself, self, because that's what I call myself, uh, that would be a delightful combination. <laughs> I must partake in this. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I can. That, that's just that just sounds horrible. In more ways than one, it's just oh god, yeah. It's it's like it's like oh, all these ingredients on their own are just fine. You know, spam just fine, Oreos just fine, mayonnaise to some people just fine. You know, and then on the other table, it's like all these ingredients are just fine too, and you combine them and you get fucking C four. All right, (laughs) like. (laughs) It's like, like the only thing I can think of that's like think of as bad is like Jello and hot sauce. You know, it's like why would you like? There are certain things that yeah, you create them in order to destroy things, and you have to. But that is just that's that should be like on the Geneva Convention pack. Like I'll, I'll do you one like, better. I mean, like I'll do you one better. Think about this. Someone got paid to come up with that. Yeah. That's what they serve people in prison camps. Like, people in the gulag were like, uh, not that. Hey, <laughs> hey, do you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit? Food loaf. I already have. Food loaf. I didn't mind food loaf. Oh. 
So for our listeners, can you describe food loaf? Food loaf is everything baked into a bread. Well, like literally what was the, what was the purpose cabbage. of food loaf? What was the purpose of food loaf? Food loaf is if you were disciplinary challenged or a risk to yourself or the safety of others or the security of the institution, whatever, for a myriad of reasons. But it was never actually supposed to be used. It was down. never supposed to be a disciplinary thing, but it was. Right. So I will amend that. Well, not amend it, but thank you for clarifying, Raz. But we would give you food loaf in lieu of your you know, prison meal. Yeah. Instead of getting three hots in a cot, you got you got a loaf. You got a loaf. And that was it. Like you there there was a cell in our in our jail where you didn't even get a fucking toilet and it was three sides well, two sides. Two sides of her glass. Two sides of her glass. Yeah. Like it was a fish bowl. Yeah, we called it the fish tank. And food loaf was whatever was on the meal you know, for that day, put into a blender and then added bisquick. That's what it was. It was bisquick. And it was a giant pancake full of whatever was on the uh, on the menu for that day. And I can think that food loaf sounds more appealing than this goddamn sandwich. <laughs> I would I would I would buy food loaf before I would take that for free. <laughs> like fair enough. That, that's that's that that's about that's about as far as you can go. Fair, fair enough. So here's, you know, when we go through our stories and we decide to decide what we're going to use, every once in a while one jumps out at me and I say to myself, self, that one is going to be on the show. Without a doubt. And there's actually an audio with this one. And I think it's better to listen to the audio. Uh, this is being put out by NPR. And it's titled, Octopuses Punch Fish, Sometimes for No Apparent Reason. <laughs> So let's go ahead and listen to this for just a moment. It's going to be about a one minute long clip. So what does an octopus do with its eight arms? Well, that is a question that's been interesting scientists. Two years ago, Eduardo Sampaio was studying octopuses off the coast of Israel, and he saw something surprising. We saw one of them punch a fish. That's right. He saw an octopus curl up a tentacle, then punch a nearby fish. I just laughed out loud like, oh. I'm going to stop it for a second. I love how this guy with an Israeli accent is like, we watched it punch a fish. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm like oh, underwater, and I almost choked on my regulator. Sampayu is a PhD student at the University of Lisbon. He and a team of scientists work to record the rare phenomenon. And this month, they have published their findings in the journal Ecology. Sampayu says the movements are just too deliberate to be accidental jabs. You... The movements are just too deliberate to be accidental. I mean, <laughs> they're saying it's a rare phenomenon, but apparently he's watching this multiple times, so it can't be that rare. I think he just found an asshole octopus. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and finish this. See that some punches are like almost like a small boop and other ones that even the, the whole arm curls up and uncurls afterwards, you know, like the motion of a, a boxer doing a punch. He says there are good reasons an octopus might want to knock some sense into a nearby fish, such as preventing the fish from taking prey away from the octopus. The other possibility is, is that it could be punishment. 
Sampayu says this work brings up more questions than it answers, and that includes... Is there a species that the octopus prefers to punch? Or another big question I have, could I take an octopus on in a fight? <laughs> this dude is a PhD, and we want to do research to find out if there's a... <laughs> to find out if there's a particular kind of fish the octopus likes to punch. <laughs> I mean... It... Yeah, it could be you know, a territorial thing, or it might just be this octopus is an asshole. <laughs> well, uh, interesting fact about our aquatic ally, the octopus, is ally. that if you were to, hey, you know what? They never, they, they've never done me wrong. They're my ally. But uh, <laughs> go on. If you were to ever, if you were to ever come across a group of them, they would be called a consortium. That consortium is the of octopi. Official, <laughs> it is a consortium of octopi, like a herd of cattle, or a pack of wolves, thank, or a parliament thank, of of owls. Thank God, a flamboyance of flamingos. Are you done? Are you done? Look like you're done. Thank God you were here for the impart this piece of information upon us. I don't know how I would have got through the rest of my life without knowing that. <laughs> Did you know? Did you know that Johnny Appleseed only planted apples in order to make alcohol? Did you know Johnny Appleseed wasn't a real person? Actually, he was. He was not. Yes, he was. No, he was not. Yes, he was. Uh, do you want me to show you to in, in textbooks? Because I can do that, just like um, I ruined David Copperfield for you. That's okay. <laughs> I can show it to you. I can show it to you on the internet. Oh, thank God, Wikipedia. <laughs> No, man, I use credible sources. It's wikipedia.org. Oh. <laughs> Let me guess, you've already denounced your citizenship and got uh, citizenship at Sealand. <laughs> no. Why not? No. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Just like I'm going to no. pay $50 for a one-foot-by-one-foot one section of sod in Ireland so I can become a lord. <laughs> no, I heard that there are no accidents in Sea World. Dolphins do that shit on porpoise. I said Sea Land, not Sea World, you ignorant boob. Oh, God. Error. Well, that's our first horn of the day for, for Buck, which you know is a tradition here on the Social Liability Podcast. But also another tradition is that of the Florida man. Florida man, Florida man. Does whatever the fuck he can Makes headlines every time Florida's paradigm Look out Here comes Florida man Florida man dressed as Santa gets stuck in power lines again by the Huffington Post. This is great. Uh, Rio Linda, California. Santa found himself a little more tied up than usual this time of year. <laughs> A Northern California man impersonating Santa Claus and flying on a powered parachute was rescued Sunday after he became entangled in power lines, authorities said. The incident happened shortly after the man took off near a school in Rio Linda to deliver candy canes to children in his community. He flew into a maze of power lines and wound up suspended in them, as told by a Federal Aviation Administration spokesman. The man who wasn't identified was not injured. 
Video from the rescue shows that the red, white, and blue aircraft dangling overhead, a Santa sat fastened in the pilot's seat. <laughs> Neighbors watched from the ground as crews worked. Uh, Colleen Bolzman, maybe? Sure. Uh, who lives nearby said the pilot uh, flies overhead often. He flies around so people can see, and he flies around people's houses. This was the first time he was in a full Santa suit. <laughs> Power was shut off during the rescue to about 200 customers in Rio Linda. According to a Sacramento Metropolitan Fire District spokesman, uh, it is unfortunate, but we need all of you to remember there's a lot of good out there in the world. There are people doing good things, and it, it look at the brightness of the holiday season. He said it didn't take long to rescue the costume pilot and to lower him to safety. <laughs> Without a scratch and full of good cheer, we made sure old St. Nick will use his reindeer to <laughs> will use his reindeer when he sees you later this year uh the fire de- fire department spokesman said in a tweet after the incident this obviously was uh back on the 22nd but we just now popped up on our our little radar but okay so the kids walk outside <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's santa claus hanging from the power lines <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you have to have like a plausible explanation for the suspension of disbelief ready for when the kids encounter such things. But uh, <laughs> how do you explain Santa Claus hanging from the power lines? I really don't. I, I'm glad I wasn't in that situation to have to try to explain it to my children. Oh bullshit, Raz! Bullshit! You just went. No, that fat fucker fell. <laughs> 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 you just turn you just turn your boys around 180 and usher them right back indoors and then come out and yell deplorable things in that bastard after you found out whether or not he was okay because you're not going to waste your breath yelling at a corpse but you, no, you think i'm yelling you know horrible exactly. things and i'm not just pointing and laughing at this guy and making fun of him because that's probably that sounds more like me well after you start bastardizing him for jeopardizing the belief in santa like you son of a bitch you realize what you almost did like i could see especially especially say especially if sadar got involved no oh not a chance not a chance oh yeah not a chance she'd be holding you back no dude no because because in in all reality if we stop and think about this for a second this guy, well, one, <laughs> that when you read the article, he's actually violating a number of FAA regulations. But um, his his process was, you know, the thought process was altruistic in a way. He wanted to fly around dressed as Santa and drop candy canes and stuff to kids. That's awesome. I think that's cool. Um, FAA regulations strictly prohibit you from dropping anything while in flight. Uh, without a number of special permits. <laughs> it would take about three months to get. I know this because I'm studying for an FAA exam right now, and it is horrible. But, uh, I mean, the guy was trying to do something good. He wasn't trying to be a douche, and <laughs> he just had a bad, bad luck. <laughs> I mean, what, no. what do you, you really think that I would go out there and be like, you son of a bitch? No! <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. But you know what? Th- thanks for, you know, not hamming up the radio persona, I guess. Nobody really knows us. 
You really just shat. You really just shat. Every, you know what I said in a different episode? Anybody who thought that a submarine did not have a standard screen door never, ever, ever knew you. Like, hmm. You are the screen door on my submarine. Anything for you, buddy. Okay, so <laughs> we go from Santa hanging in the power lines. Um, that was actually, I played the wrong audio clip. because I, I said that in, uh, that was our Florida Man story, and it wasn't. And that's just entirely my fault because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, the Florida Man story is, is actually now. That was the California Man story because apparently I can't fucking read. But we've already established that. I've got, I've got a note. Uh, this one's coming out of South Florida. Florida man lands in jail after using fire extinguisher to dry off. I would love to know the logic behind this. I haven't read the story yet, but I'm I'm color me intrigued. I I am too. Depend, you know, I just don't see how that could ever even conceivably come as a good idea into somebody's head, like ever, not even once. But whatever. Go ahead, read on. A Florida man who I'm on guard. A Florida man who wasn't on fire was arrested Tuesday night after police say he sprayed himself with a fire extinguisher in an attempt to dry himself off. Florida State University police found David Mann, 54, on the top floor of the parking garage with a fire extinguisher and covered in powder, the Tallahassee Democrat reported. Let me just point something out that almost every one of our stories that we, we cover. They have somebody with a fucked up name that I can't pronounce. Except the Florida Man stories. The Florida Man stories are... This dude is David Mann. I love it. We should just do Florida Man stories because I can actually pronounce them. But I digress. Mann told police he had been drinking and fell asleep and fell in the water when he woke up. He said he was using the fire extinguisher to try and dry himself off. In what world do you think that a fire extinguisher would dry anything? Like, what is he thinking? That is just blowing out air? Like well, there's nothing it, nothing in there with it? So most ABC fire extinguishers, which are the most common out there, have a fire retardant powder in there that deprives the fire of oxygen, and that is what extinguishes it. It smells horrible it's like chalk and it's just it's disgusting and it leaves a taste in your mouth and it's horrible most people have that that don't know how a fire extinguisher works would think there's fucking water in it they wouldn't it's not a (laughs) flamethrower it's like the guy thought it was a fire inducer not a fire extinguisher I, i can't figure that out i just can't but to dry off like what what world would you live in where, you know, why would you think the dry and fire extinguisher would belong in the same, like, word tree? Dry, fire extinguisher. Like, when you put out a fire, traditionally, like, when you're five years old and you're like, I got to put out a fire, what do I grab? Bucket of water. If it's got a fire extinguisher... Five-year-old logic would be like, "Oh, well, that's got to have something wet in there to put out the fire." Why would you, like? Why would you even like? Why would your logic train even go to fire extinguisher equals drying off? I, like, I, hmm. I don't know, but like that's just 
Florida man. <laughs> Florida man was charged with interfering with firefighter equipment. A third degree felony punishable by up to five years in prison. Fuck yeah. Man was held at the Leon County Jail Wednesday night. Jail records do not list a lawyer for him. <laughs> okay, so interfering with firefighter equipment. A third degree felony. Holy shit. They don't fuck around in Florida when it comes to fires, man. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh. So, we go from the stupid to the asinine. Uh, this is being put out by NBC News. Uh, a Wisconsin hospital employee fired and arrested after intentionally destroying 500 doses of the COVID vaccine. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So I, I heard a little bit about this, and then I heard there was a second story. The first story put out there that is it was accidental. And then the second story came out that it was on purpose. And that's where that's where we pick up with this one. So let me let me just start. A Wisconsin hospital employee has been fired and arrested after receiving, I'm sorry, after removing dozens of vials of the coronavirus vaccine from the pharmacy refrigerator, intentionally destroying more than 500 doses a hospital investigation found. The incident happened over the weekend at Aurora Medical Center in Gafton, north of Milwaukee. Gafton police announced the arrest of the pharmacist Thursday, but did not name the man or identify a motive. Police said in a statement they arrested the former employee on suspicion of recklessly endangering safety, adulterating a prescription drug, and criminal damage to property. The damage he caused was estimated to be between eight and $11,000. Initially, it appeared that the 57 vials of the Moderna vaccine, which must be kept between 36 and 46 degrees Fahrenheit, had been left overnight accidentally, uh, hospital officials said. Each vial holds approximately 10 doses of the vaccine. But Wednesday, the Aurora Medical Center announced the hospital worker involved acknowledged they had intentionally removed the vaccine from refrigeration. Okie doke. So the, the, here, here comes a, a knowledge you didn't want, and I'm going to give it to you anyway. The, the two different kinds of vaccines, there's the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine is the, is the more problematic one in that it has to be kept in a super, super cold freezer uh, and can be taken out and they have a very limited amount of time once it comes up to temperature to use it or it's no good and it can't be refrozen. So uh, in most communities that are receiving the, the Pfizer vaccine, they're having you know, a scheduled appointments for them with backup people on a list to report to the, the vaccination site within 30 minutes of a call in the event that uh, somebody is unable to receive it or they don't show up. The Moderna vaccine, that's actually the, the the better one for distribution purposes, whereas the Pfizer vaccine has about a 96 to 97% efficacy rate. The Moderna vaccine has between 94 and 95% efficacy rate. So it's not as, quote-unquote, as good by a very small percentage, but it's much easier to get out there. And it can be out um, for a longer period of time. It can actually be out for up to a week, is my understanding. So the fact that this was left out overnight, um, it almost seems like there had to have been something more involved than just, just it being just out of the refrigerator. Because it doesn't have to be in a freezer if it's the Moderna. It can actually be stored in a regular refrigerator after it's thawed out. Um, 
Now, that, that might be where it is, now that I'm saying it out loud. The fact that it was just left on the counter as opposed to put in the refrigerator, that's probably where, where it comes in. But why the flying fuck would you do this? Yeah, that's, that's you know, after after everything's said and done, like, what was the purpose? Okay, say, of, say you're anti-vaccination. Say you're anti-vaccination. What gives you the right to try to dictate what other people's choices in life are right none exactly none i don't give a flying fuck what you're into and what you do as long as it doesn't harm me or anybody else i don't care do your thing whatever I, i i can have my own personal thought processes about you but if you are going out of your way just to be a cunt I'm kind of at a loss as to what to say about this. You know, the thing is, is like, you know, th- there's even like the side, well, you know, you know you, maybe they got religious reasons or whatever. Again, there's nothing about anything that makes it okay for, for someone else to make a choice on my behalf and vice versa. I would never make a choice on someone else's behalf you know, barring, barring that of being like a parent or whatever, but like, I would never look at you and be like, no, no, no. I can't let you do this. That's, that's no good for you, Raz. No, I'm not going to let you. So here's, here's another point. About this. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. You could have told me to mute, but you didn't. I see how it is. So here's my whole thing. People that are anti-vaccination, they are very, very adamant that nobody should tell them what they have to do. That the government's not going to tell me what I have to put in my body. So if this is the case and you are so adamant that someone's not going to tell you what to do and how you should, what you should put in your body, who the fuck are you to tell somebody what they shouldn't put in their body? If you're so important that you can't, that you feel it, nothing should control you. Why? Where the fuck do you get off trying to control other people? Right. That there's just that's, that's just wrong on so many levels. But I mean, like, does it say anything more in the article about about why she did it? Or uh, there's more to the article, but I don't think it actually says. But let me look here. Uh, we continue to believe the vaccination is our way out of the pandemic. We are more than disappointed. <laughs> no shit. Uh, this is a violation of our core values. The, Mover- the Moderna vaccine has a 12-hour window once it has been thawed. Most doses of the vaccine have been left out of the hospital refrigerator had to be discarded, although hospital officials later decided they could salvage some. Uh, after the hospital administrated, administered more than 50 doses of the vaccine that had been thawed, it learned the shots that actually had been thawed twice rendered them ineffective, a hospital official said Thursday at a press conference. The hospital said that all those who received the ineffective vaccine have been notified and those individuals are not at risk. News of the spoiled vaccine doses in Wisconsin came as the United States struggles to meet goals for vaccination. So far, only about 2.8 million people have been vaccinated, far short of the 20 million the Trump administration held for its uh, year, hoped for the hoped to have by year's end. The vaccine vaccine is not yet widely available and healthcare workers and nursing home residents have priority for the first doses. On Wednesday, Advocate Aurora, Advocate Aurora Health, the health system that Aurora Medical is part of, said it has vaccinated more than 21,000 healthcare workers so far. 
The pharmacist is currently being held at Ozuka County Jail. So it, they said at the beginning of the article that they're, they're, they weren't releasing the name or if there was a motive. But I'm just kind of disgusted by the whole thing. That 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 really is. Let me rephrase. I'm not. I'm not kind. I'm not kind. I am very disgusted by the whole thing, because the the vaccine is not. um, It's not widely available right now. Uh, I I, for for my work, I deal with this on a daily basis, and uh, you know I have to update my numbers for the way our, our COVID numbers are where I work and where I live, and currently we are. <laughs> Uh, number four in the nation for infections and spread rates and every and everything else, and number one for not giving a flying fuck because political reasons. And like, our our governor decided that you know, we're we don't we don't need masks. We need a, a national day of prayer. You can do both, dude. Are you shit? You can do both. Are you shit? <laughs> are you shitting me? No. A national day of prayer. Yeah. That, that was, as opposed to as opposed to a mask. As opposed to a mask ordinance. Luckily, my community is a little bit smarter than the rest and has decided to enact a mask ordinance. However, uh, it's it's a it's a one spot in a big freaking area, and people don't listen. Uh, but you know, we could go on and on about the you know uh, what people feel is valid and what's unvalid. I'm, it's, I think it's pretty obvious where I stand on there. And just because I'm maybe counter to somebody else's opinion doesn't mean I think they're stupid. It doesn't mean I think any less of them. I just don't think that anybody should be impressing upon themselves um, that, that that is an advocate for non-interference from the government to try and interfere themselves and think they're proving a point. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Just this kind of, of gross disregard for other people, you know, so what? You don't like the vaccine, you know, you don't like you, you individually. Well, don't stick out your arm and get stuck. That's it. Fair enough. That's it. That's, that's as far as it can go. That is as far as it can go. That anything else, you are absolutely just a, a despicable human being, you know, and like you said, you know, in the article 2.5 million people up to date have been vaccinated so getting rid of 500 fucking doses that's that's not chump change that is not chump change 500 doses out of 2.5 million like that's 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 a real that's a real fuckaloo that's that's just all i can say about that well, let's go from sad and disheartening to just, just kooky and weird. <laughs> this is being reported by the Pigeon Express. A Mexico tunnel affair. Man builds secret underground pathway to lover's house and gets busted. <laughs> a man in Mexico constructed a tunnel that was joined to his lover's home from his home Monday, uh, but eventually got caught. All while, all was going well for the couple who were neighbors living in Mexico's Villa del Puerto neighborhood. Did I say that right? Close enough. Prado. P R A D O. Uh, Villa del Prado. Prado. Villa del Prado. Villa 
Via. 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 Via yeah. del Prado. Yeah. Okay. I, almost, I, I actually sound Italian when I'm saying it. I don't know why. The, the lovers were named Pamela and Alberto, <laughs> according to the local press, and their homes are in the Tijuana city. However, their secret love tunnel ended when the husband of the man's lover discovered the tunnel right beneath the couch in his home. <laughs> wow. That's some fucking brazen shit right there. The two got caught. Wow. The two got caught in the act by Pamela's husband Jorge, who came home from work early one day. The husband was able to spot Alberto behind the couch after failing to find him under the bed. <laughs> However, Jorge's suspension went further, uh, further high when Alberto disappeared from behind the couch. The husband discovered a hole in the floor behind the couch. Jorge decided to go to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> going into the tunnel it led jorge to the the lover's tunnel which alberto had been using to meet pamela this made jorge furious who entered alberto's home and started shouting when the latter's wife was sleeping reportedly the cheating husband tried to plea with jorge to leave because he did not want his wife to know that he was having the affair with pamela wow wow However, an angry Jorge refused to leave Alberto's home and spilled the beans in front of the latter's wife. This led to a fight between the two men in Alberto's home. Finally, police had to intervene and stop the fight by taking Alberto away. (laughs) This sounds like a really bad telenovela. (laughs) No, man, but down in Mexico, that shit really happens. I mean, like... Well, I mean, like that... I don't think they... But fights like that and domestic disputes, they happen like that down there. And I can just, I can only imagine the police officers, because down in Mexico, at least 20 years ago, you know, all the police officers on the SWAT team would ride around in the backs of pickup trucks. They'd have like catcher's gear on. I mean, like legit freaking riot police officers. So I, and they all had really, you know, pretty jovial senses of humor. And so I can only imagine like, three or four pickup trucks full of these guys just pulling up and being like <laughs> just like starting to chortle or like or like going down the tunnel and like taking notes like uh, I was wondering how that was done okay yes you know I, like, mean, I can only imagine like this like you said it's like a bad novella and it's just I just love just the fact that the dude you know, is running from his lover's husband goes back to the through the tunnel back to his house and while he's there the guy follows him up and he's like don't tell my wife (laughs) yeah no 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 no. i can still get away with this over here like you busted me but like (laughs) i can't blame the guy for trying yeah i mean i I I was boning your wife and i know you're upset but can we not tell my wife it's like yeah uh, you know, you don't owe me any favors, but can't can't jam a guy for asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, I, I, and we, that's when Raz realized that he fucked up. No, I don't play that game. But no, I, you don't. I, I do remember an, an individual we've we we knew who came into his house and found um, that he he had been dating a coworker. And when he came home from a shift one night because he thought he was mandated and he got out of the shift uh, to find another co-worker dick deep in his girl 
and he just went out and sat on the couch and waited for them to finish because he didn't he thought it'd be rude to interrupt i cannot imagine somebody not having the same reaction as the gentleman in our first story except for the fact that i've known that it does happen but the, what what is your reaction to you when you come home and you find somebody like in in the act cheating on you you know your 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 spouse cheating on you in the fucking act not just finding out about it later you know my very first thing my very very first reaction would be to take a picture Yep. Thanks for the that evidence. That would be it. That's what I would do. I'd just go click and turn around and leave. You'd never see me again. Anytime that you'd hear from me after that would be through my turn. I would just cut you off cold turkey. Nothing. You'd be dead to me. You're dead to me, kid. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we've all had people that have cheated on us at some point in our lives. And it's just the, catching them in the act. I it, there's been people that have got off of murder convictions for this. There, there there have been legit cases where somebody's charged with murder, and then the jury's like, "Nah, bitch had it coming." <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, isn't it in West Virginia? There's still like a legal defense. He needed killing. Yeah. <laughs> there's you not guilty guilty not guilty by mental disease or defect and he needed killing i mean essentially it, it's um a jury nullification uh tactic you're you're like you're not denying the fact that you did it you're not de- denying the facts of the case you're just trying to uh get the jury to say yeah i mean by 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 legal terms he's guilty but we're still going to find him not guilty because we agree with him um, like that dude needed to go. Yeah, I mean it's jury nullification, and it's not something you're legally allowed to do, but lawyers do it all the time. And I think you know, how would that fly in Mexico? Like, what what's the legal system like down there for situations like that? Um, there, I'm I'm not I am not certain. I I know I know for a fact that, um. And it is still like this today. I just don't know how extreme it is. But Mexico runs by the golden rule. And that is he who has the gold makes the rules. Um, I got, you know, I, I actually got arrested in Mexico. I actually went to a Mexican prison for for a little bit because, you know, it just, just happens sometimes, you know. And uh, I got out of that by bribing the judge and bribing the police and it cost me about six hundred dollars six hundred dollars us or six hundred pesos no it cost me six hundred dollars to get in to go from the inside of a jail cell in front of a judge i had to bribe i had just to just to get the judge to listen to me i had to pony up six hundred bucks and that was just to get the like the commandant or like whatever, whatever, to like put in the word. And then the judge saw me, and the judge looked at the judge looked at all the evidence. And to be honest with you, it, it, like I didn't have to bribe the judge. The judge just looked at the facts. He's like, "You got accused of stealing a car, and you have no car, and you have no money. 
um, like you like there's nothing here that points to you actually stealing this car. So I kind of got I got off easy on that one. But even if the judge would have looked at me and been like, "You're stone cold guilty," I could have been like, "How much money would it be to make me not guilty?" And the judge would go, "Well," and then he'd fix a number to it. You know, down there, there's three different types of police that you'll encounter. It, maybe, maybe this will be a little easier to describe it this way. You know, depending on the type of cop, depends on the bribe you get. You gotta pay. You know, if it's a municipal cop, get stuck in town. You know, you, you know, you get a municipal cop off for about twenty, forty bucks, depending on what you're doing. You know, state cop, you're gonna be looking at somewhere in the three digits and a federales. If you if you don't have a lot of money and they come talking to you, then you're pretty well fucked. I mean, like, federales know the value of a dollar, and that's it. But there is no, like, legal system that I'm aware of. Hmm. Well, that's that's disheartening. <laughs> you know, I had a uh, an incident, two incidents, two incidents, uh, when I was in China. Uh, one in, uh, instance, we were in Tiananmen Square, uh, just outside of the um, of the palace, and uh, there, it's just throngs of people everywhere, and there's police officers standing around. But you can't really tell. So there's there's private security, there's police, and there's military, and they all wear the same exact uniform, but with different colors. Uh, and we were starting to pick up on that. And at one point, I have a soldier who's there in a, a police capacity just walk up behind me. And I, I'm looking for, I don't see him at first. I'm seeing everybody in front of me just freeze. And everyone's kind of looking at me, and I'm like, what? And I turn around, and I got, he's almost as tall as I am, which was weird to begin with. Uh, but there's this, this soldier standing there with this, like, fuck you face on him. And I'm like, oh shit, what the hell did we do? You know, I'm not getting arrested in a foreign country, let alone um, China. And then just from the, like the stone, like soldiers glare. He looks down at my my son and goes, "Hi, boy! Hi, hi, boy!" <laughs> and it was the funniest thing in the world. He just wanted to meet my son because my son had red hair, and it, it was an anomaly. People were literally coming up to us in Tiananmen Square trying to get pictures with my son because he had red hair. And they had just never seen anything like that. Um, I mean, hell, at one point when we were, <laughs> we were at the Great Wall, uh, people were taking pictures with me and my wife because they they, they wanted to take pictures with the foreigners. <laughs> it was the, now, granted, I was I was cutting a promo for a professional wrestling show. <laughs> another story entirely. I'm not going to go into. Uh, but then there was another instance where we had to go to the the bank for our uh, do our currency exchange. So I had to take a stack of crisp they had to be crisp brand new $100 bills uh that was the only thing they had exchange and i had to get five $5000 on me which in china is a uh translated it means fuck ton of money so we had to go to the bank and i went to leave and there's this tiny in, in stark contrast to the to the to the military guy the 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 security guard for the the bank was this tiny little dude if he was if he was five foot, I, I'd be shocked. And he doesn't have a bulletproof vest on. He has a fucking flak jacket. Like a, like a, like somebody in a World War II bomber would have wore. And he's swimming in it. And he's got this nightstick, which is almost as long as he is. 
And he just starts yelling at me in Mandarin. I have no fucking clue what he's saying. But he riches that stick back like he's going to wallop me with it. And all I say is, motherfucker, you're going to need a bigger stick. And in hindsight, and from what my wife has told me, that was a dumb thing to say. She was probably right. But at that point, my guide heard, not this guy yelling at me, but heard me yell back, motherfucker, you're going to need more than that stick. (laughs) And he comes over, gets between us, starts rattling something off to the guy, then turns around and tells me, go back to the hotel. I'm like, all right. And so I just left. I left everybody there and went back to the hotel on my own uh, with a stack of red money in my pocket. (laughs) Uh, with Chinese yuan because I had just done my I had done my exchange uh, so I had literally like just like an ungodly amount of script in my pocket and went back and shoved it in the safe real quick you know but uh, I, I don't know what would have happened if I had gotten arrested in China and I really don't want to think about it yeah no Mm-mm. nope 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 no, no thank you yeah no thank you I mean, I can't imagine what Mexican prison's like, but Chinese prison, no, sir. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, Mexican prison is probably like daycare compared to that. No, thanks, man. And, you know. They actually have hard labor over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, shit. Again, like I said, you know, I can bribe anybody to do anything in Mexico. I don't know if it's like that in China. Oh, bribes make the world go round. Uh, that's that's definitely the truth. But uh, I think we've shared enough for for this day. Um, anything you want to add before we call it quits for the day, Bucky? Yeah, I can't think of anything, man. I just I hope that everybody has a prosperous twenty twenty one. You know, here we are on New Year's Day, and I I hope that you know the seas of change blow you in the direction of happiness. I really do. Yeah, I mean, everyone's saying, like, oh, 2020 was so bad, 2021's going to be great. Guess what, folks? (laughs) Nothing's changed just because the calendar changed. Uh, Hopefully it gets better before uh, it stays worse. That being said, this has been the Social Liability Podcast. I am the Raz Grease with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, and we will see you each and every week. Uh, You can get us on the audio version of our podcast on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Apple Podcast, and CastBox. You can also watch the video version of our podcast on our YouTube channel. Just search for the Mount Moon Crew and give us a subscribe, a like, and everything else under the sun. That being said, folks, thank you very much, and I hope you have a great new year. 